Well, you can talk about film. Gotta be quicker than this. You can talk about film with a philosopher's zeal or measure them all by box office appeal, but for once in your life... Be real! Welcome, one and all, to a mini-episode of Be Real Guys. It is your movie-reviewing and reappraising podcast. Nothing to reappraise this week. A brand new mini episode reviewing uh, the film that came out just this past weekend, Arrival. Uh, my name's Chance Solomon Pfeiffer. I got a little hell out of myself there. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm Noah yeah. Ballard, but I- I'm here for the ride. Telling people, <laughs> telling people what we're gonna do, then we'll let them know who we are. Um, I feel like people typically want to know more about what you're gonna do and less about who you are, right? I think, yeah. If anything is true of. Uh, the internet media in this year it would be that yeah um so let's get back to what we're gonna do uh we're gonna talk about um the new film from the french canadian filmmaker denis villeneuve who made sicario my favorite film of last year uh and he's also i think prisoners is probably his other like most seen movie you like sicario right I liked Sicario. I don't think I liked Sicario as much as you liked Sicario, but I definitely liked Sicario. Few people do. <laughs> um. <laughs> but you're really taken with this guy and then that movie. So I was interested to see like what you would say about this movie because I think it's fundamentally... It's not the movie you think you're walking into, right? But neither was Sicario. Right. Sicario, yes. you thought you were walking into like a pretty... I wouldn't say dumb, but like I think I was hoping for like a smart but ultimately like action movie. And not like Apocalypse Now for the drug war. So let's talk about it. This is, uh, like I said, came out just this past weekend. We're going to get into it a little bit. So like if you're interested in this movie, like stick with us for a while. If you've seen it, we're going to get all the way to the end, but we'll have a break off point where if you don't want true spoilers, you can you can depart. This but damn it, if you do, this is the podcast <laughs> for you, I think. Right. Um, Okay, so alien life forms arrive on Earth in 12 sort of oval pods scattered around the world. Uh, 12 different nations of Earth are having sort of different responses to them. The U.S. government tracks down, uh, I would say, a leading translator uh, or a leading linguist in, in Amy Adams, but the convenient thing is, like, maybe she's not the top person in her field, but she's recently done some some top clearance work with the government. Right. Well, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself in terms of, like, the ambition of this movie. And so, like, the movie opens with Amy Adams with a young girl, and there's sort of a montage of her, like, raising this girl by herself, and then the girl dies. And that's sort of your entry point into this movie, because mm-hmm. it's not your traditional, like, the government finds a scientist and the scientist, like, communicates with the aliens movie. Right, right. Well, that is but exactly what But then it also sort happens. of is. That's exactly what happens, but this is not, like, a movie in the vein. This is not a movie that's seen other movies. And it's, like, well, very... it kind of is, though, a movie that has seen other movies because it sort of expects the aliens to be a lot more hostile I think than they are, and I want to say, and especially with the way it it like interacts with like how the news reports on it, mm-hmm. it's almost like it has seen like a lot of other movies and is pretty tired of them. But yeah, I, it doesn't talk in the language of those movies. Oh, I see it as like a direct rebuttal to like Independence Day resurgence. 
<laughs> okay. Like a movie uh, that was like very much over the top using like some pretty standard tropes. And this movie manages to use enough tropes that it like has a premise. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, but I don't know. Part of me thinks that this may be like just another like sort of Christopher Nolan-y movie. You know, it has its premise, its very ambitious premise, and then something that, like, didn't make sense to you in the first five minutes of this movie, like, makes sense, sort of, in the last yeah. five minutes. Which is essentially, like, every Christopher Nolan movie, and I'm thinking more about, like, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie's a lot like Interstellar. I've never seen Interstellar. Really? Really. What? Well, that's, that's irresponsible. <laughs> it didn't appeal to me, and people said it was. What do you mean it appealed to you? It was like, but it was like a huge movie. What do you want from me? Do you have seen Interstellar? Yes. No. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, what happens in this movie is Amy Adams is called to the site of the American craft, which has landed in like the wilderness of Montana, in a very like picturesque pasture. They just um, wanted to see Montana. Thank you. I was thinking about that in the movie. Um, Forrest Whitaker is sort of like the military colonel who's like in charge of figuring out. You're Peter Coyote in Sphere, if you will. (laughs) This movie is akin to Sphere, I would say. Oh, definitely. Uh, In like the team that is because it's like a really like I think what makes this movie sort of like fascinating is that it takes the idea of life forms existing with one another to its most elemental level. Like, that's, I think, the most interesting part of it. Well, I think the interesting part of this film, and please argue with me if you feel I'm wrong, but I think that this is a horror film that was directed as a drama. There are days that define your story beyond your life. Like the day they arrived. I'm Colonel G.T. Weber from the Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the show. That's what they're calling the UFO. It's essentially a movie about people making contact with an alien life form and then everything going to hell. Like, it is in that space. And it could easily be something like a Cloverfield... But it chooses to be like, it chooses to be kind of on the more boring side of that. I think you're like really not giving the movie enough credit because like you're like placing it in this genre and then just saying it was directed differently. The movie doesn't have any interest in like making the alien. No, but this, this is a movie about people. But like, I the, think the a- script is it's directed in a way that I think you're impressed by. But I think the script itself is not that like imaginative. The, I think the aliens are almost like the red herring of this movie. Of course. Well, yeah. that's well, that's almost my fundamental problem with this movie. Amy Adams, who's like depressed, you think, because of her dead kid, comes to this site where there's the aliens, and her and Jeremy Renner go in and try to communicate with these aliens who are like s- these scary squid things that are behind this like sheet of glass or something. And they live in this like weird milky fog... And but like the people can like interact on their side too, and they're not sure yeah. what they want, and they try to like speak to each other. So Amy Adams has the idea of like bringing up uh, like a a chalkboard, a uh, uh, dry erase you, board, a dry erase board, 
and she tries to communicate with them, and they respond with these like weird sort of Rorschach bubbles, circle yeah. things that come back, and you know they eventually like figure out enough words and phrases and stuff to communicate with each other, and. All the while, you think that Amy Adams is having these flashbacks to her dead kid, and they seem to get worse every time she communicates with the aliens. Mm -hmm. And at one point, even Jeremy Renner says, are you like... Because he has this theory that if you speak their language, like, something is going to happen. Like, you're going to start dreaming like them and really fundamentally, like, understanding how they know the world. Which he... And he's not wrong. But that goes, like, even further than you think it does. And then there's a couple attempts to, like, kill the aliens. And then, like, China sort of turns on the aliens because they misunderstand the word tool for weapon. Mm -hmm. And Amy Adams, suddenly it falls into place how she can, like, fix the situation. But it requires a belief in, like, a certain way of understanding one's existence that is like yeah. the most fatalistic one you could think of, which you know everything that's going to happen, but you have to go for it anyway. Yeah, that's but a good that way of putting it. Fundamentally, makes me question the whole premise of the movie. You're right; it is a, like a fatalistic movie, but in some ways, I think it's sort of like a very optimistic movie about like the power of learning a, a new language, like the inherent <laughs> sort of like biological and metaphysical power of learning a language that is sort of like beyond. There's no way we can talk about this movie without talking about spoilers. So if you've listened and you just wanted to hear our voices, yes, we're alive and you could pause it now (laughs) because we're getting into this movie. Okay. You're Um, good friends. You can take it off of your conscience, but like turn off the podcast. I think this is an interesting companion piece to Sicario, honestly, because I think Sicario ends up becoming a very dark meditation about how humans will always kill each other in the source of like, or in the search of an advantage over one another. And I think that this is an, and and again, you can see that because Villeneuve has a very like big metaphorical camera in Sicario, he's always going into things. He's going into Tijuana. He's going into drug dens. In this movie, like all the scenes, do you notice how many scenes started by slowly slowly landing? moving down? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a craft, one of these right. beautiful crafts coming to Earth. Um, and I think this is an interesting movie about how, um, in the in the reverse, that humans left to their own devices, um, their best selves will will bond and will find ways to make the most of their humanity by picking up what's like different about each other and using that to their advantage. But of course, horror is, is in the way of that. The Sicario version could happen and that would be awful. Well, I think, I mean, the arrival one could easily happen as well. I mean, it's just like interesting looking at current, current events and being like, what would, like how would this country, well, I think that like, I mean, you really can't get around, you know, talking about the election a little bit, like with this particular movie, but it's like, it's a weird movie to have seen the Friday after Donald Trump was elected. I agree. I agree. Did it make you feel good or bad or did it just... Well, it's on one hand, it made me feel like, oh God, like if aliens, if this is when aliens land, like I would have, I hope they do it the next 65 days. (laughs) Right. 
because I really don't want him to handle that. Um, but on the other side of it, too, the movie ends up making this point that, like, whatever happens is going to happen. Right. And it's hard now not to look at, like, my own life and the world outside my window and be like, was the, is, is there comfort knowing that this was always going to happen? I, that's a good point. I was comforted by sort of, like, the possibility of, uh, I don't know, what it had to say about, like, our our minds but right, because the way, it's, we, the way we interact with each certain. other is still scary yeah the way we interact with each other is scary and it's not clear to me if they even were aliens like that could have just been like they just evaporate at the end yeah and that could have easily just been like god or like something like biblical like are we in now biblical times like where that is that how we would understand it and then like whatever i don't know yeah like, the only real connotations that it had, and it, I think it was definitely on purpose, where they had that thing where they were, like, the members of that church, like, all burned themselves alive when the people <laughs> showed up, because they believed it to be Judgment Day. And, in, I mean, in fact, it sort of was. But is that, like, a comforting thing, and is that an entertaining thing to watch? Well, see, this is, yeah, this is the thing. Um, it's a movie that is... I think in some ways very cool because we haven't said it yet. It's directed and shot beautifully. Right. Like it's pretty gorgeous. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind that this is a first good movie. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Um, But, but I just want to, but I want to know what you think. Cause I think, like I said at the beginning, the movie hangs in the idea of like, do you buy the twist ultimately of whether or not it's an entertaining movie? And if you've seen this movie, the twist is that by understanding language, she can like see her whole life unfolding and what she sees isn't. So the, the prologue that you saw of her with her daughter is not in fact the past, it's the future. Right. And so she's seeing her getting together with like Jeremy Renner and then her having this daughter and then Jeremy Renner leaving and you're sort of figuring out like why this is, but the answer they give you is kind of bogus. Can I say that? Where they're like, oh, she needs to die of this disease because in 3,000 years, uh, alien movie premise. Because the movie needed to happen. Well, because the movie needed to happen, but you're expected to believe that there was some rift in like the space-time continuum that hung in the fact that Amy Adams needed to have a child with Jeremy Renner. Yeah. So... They so, but that's what I'm asking you. Does the movie posit that the only reason, the only reason that the aliens come to Earth, is not to in fact teach her the language, but to just be like the ultimate meet cute for her and Jeremy Renner? No, I think the language is the important part because then she, theoretically, she then teaches it to everyone, and then everyone, as the movie explains that. The, what the movie sort of what theorizes is that, you know, our languages are linear. They go in one direction. Right. And so that affects our sense of time being linear. These circular uh, symbols that the, the Rorschach, you compared them to like a Rorschach yeah. test, um, are the equivalent, the movie says, of like being able to write with two hands, knowing at once what will happen while you're writing forward in right. time. So I think when everyone learns that, they've learned to unlock... But Everyone why does the daughter the have to die time. then? Like, what is the point of the dead daughter? I think she was always going to die. 
No, but there, but there's that line where the aliens say that they came because in three thousand years, yada yada yada. Yeah. This rare disease. Oh yeah, and that's the disease the daughter had. Uh, that's what I inferred. Is it like the daughter needed to die for some reason so they'd understand this disease? So that in 3,000, like, because of whatever lining up, I don't know. Oh, we didn't see that really happen, though, right? We didn't see them just But then why do the aliens the come is? at all? Just to teach them this language? Just to peace out? Like, what is their end game? What is their purpose for being on just Earth? to have a beautiful movie, babe. They never answer the question the government wants them to, wants them to answer. That's the one we don't know. So maybe the daughter didn't even need to die. That's just more of, like, a device of the movie? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, there is something less than like plainly textual there about how like in gaining this amazing power, she is going to start by being fixated on the most horrible thing. It'll be her sort of like deformity as this person with this incredible power. Interesting. Her curse. Um, so let's, let's wind back a second to talk about whether this movie is entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's, (sighs) It's definitely a movie like from an, an earlier time. It's you think so? it's closer to like Close Encounters of the Third Kind than it is to like I don't know Cloverfield or any of the other movies I recently like, talked about recently. Yeah, and I think it's like its ambition is to be like look at all. This is just the point I was trying to make with like Interstellar and with uh, Independence Day Resurgence is the fact that like those movies hang on how cool the effects are like in aggregate. But mm-hmm. this movie is more interested in just, like, three special effects and, like, how yeah. well they can do it because it's ultimately what you're watching and what you're marveled by are the people and yeah. not necessarily, like, the things. Well, let me – can we talk about Amy Adams real quick? Yes. I think she's really, really good for this specific part because it's not a part that, like, asks for a whole lot – and it's very good at using, like, the two things that Amy has, Adams, like, has on her side. The one is which she seems really, really normal. and the, But two, that there is something sort of, like, ethereal about her. Especially, like, you know, in her in her eyes. Right. And, like, this movie is very good at using her sort of, like, tearful etherealness. After relying on her is just kind of, like, she's just a sad woman. I was thinking about, like, what this movie would be like with Sandra Bullock. It would be gravity. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She would have too much movie star energy and gusto. Um, and well, I think Amy, like, Amy Adams is really like matches the pitch of this movie. Yeah. So like where Sandra Bullock has to like go through physical sort of things in gravity. Yeah. Amy Adams just sort of has to like think a lot, but like be really good <laughs> at like looking like she's thinking. Like, yeah. really working stuff out, which is, like, pretty fascinating. It almost reminded me more of, more than Sandra Bullock, it reminded me of, like, Jodie Foster's performance in Contact. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, sure. It's interesting because she has to sell you the idea that she and Renner are thinking about these, like, almost, like, microbial truths that we, like, miss by speaking English every day. Like, the one of the best scenes of the movie is where she is, like, writing... Forrest Whitaker is like, ask them why they're here. Ask them what their purpose here is. And she writes out that sentence, what is your purpose here? And she's like, well, first, we need to know if they know what a question is. And then we need to know if they understand intention at all. And then we need to know if they know a collective you. And like, that was like a really interesting sort of like, 
you know, this move, there's not going to be a big, cool explosion because what it is much more interested in is like the breaking down of linguistic theory. Right, right. Yeah, that, yeah. Is the, that is the magic trick that this movie has to play. Right. But like, if but I is can... It entertaining? If I can maybe land, I think that this land movie... Craft, buddy. This movie is like NPR trying to make Independence <laughs> Day. I love NPR to death. I feel like a better person every time I watch it. But this is fucking vegetables. Good, bad. Wow. You uh, really put the thrusters down there at the end. Um, well, I, as you, as you might have been able to guess, I think it's really good, good. Like, this is a movie that I really admire. And it's the kind of movie that I feel like we have a, a difference where in sort of like these thinky movies, like I would rather, I'll watch this two or three more times just to kind of like live inside of it. I, like, I just want to like kind of be there with those questions. And you are, that's not what you want. That's not what you want. I So I think it's good, good. I think it's really kind of like inventive and cool with, and if you're frustrated by a couple of questions at the end, you know, that's... That's the price of admission. Yeah. No, it's definitely a fun movie to think about afterwards. Um, yeah. With this one, it like wasn't, I think it's grown on me the more I've thought about it. It's not unwashably like weird. It's just like a little bit more thoughtful than it is exciting. Definitely. Well, folks, find all episodes on BeRealGuys.com. Follow us on Twitter at BeRealGuys, real with two E's, like a film real. Uh, you can email us, find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you want. Um, but yeah, thank you as always for listening. Sir, it's a pleasure as always. Nice to see you're still in existence this week. Oh, we're still alive. Still hanging st- in there. We're still here. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, buddy.